Social Zoom Factor, episode 158. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash hostgator. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we need to get started because we have some great content to cover. And today I'm answering one of the questions that I get all the time, whether we're doing a live uh, keynote speaking event, whether we're doing training in a workshop, whether I'm working with a small business, large business, tweet chat online, Google Hangout, whatever it may be. It's one of the most popular questions that I receive is, Pam, how do I increase my blog traffic? And most importantly, how can I increase traffic to my blog or my website or whatever it may be without paying money? And that is what we refer to as organic traffic. So how can you increase organic traffic to your blog or to your website, whatever site it may be that you own organically? That is the question I am going to help answer for you today. And to do that, I'm going to give you 10 specific strategies and tactics and tips that you can implement starting right after you get done listening to this podcast, or maybe even while you're listening to it, if you're sitting at a desktop, not if you are driving, all right? And just a little bit of housekeeping. Now, I am going to be mentioning some references and I have a load of podcasts and worksheets and tips and white papers that will help you with everything we're talking about today. And I will make sure to put that on the show notes page for this episode at socialzoomfactor slash 158 because this is episode 158. And as always, you should subscribe for email updates from us. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash subscribe and then you will always be notified when we have cool events going on, we have new resources available, or if you are a mobile savvy person, you can simply text socialzoomfactor as one word to 33444 and you will be automatically subscribed 
subscribed to our email list so you will receive updates and you can do that all through your mobile device. So check that out. But let's go ahead and let's get this conversation started. So there are many ways that you can drive traffic to your sites, okay? You can pay media to do that. You can buy Google ads. You can buy ads on Facebook. You can buy ads on Twitter, Instagram, and the list goes on and on. There are other ways that you can get traffic that I don't wanna just say it's free because organic traffic is in some regards free, but it's really not because you have to put effort into it. It's kind of like people saying, you can do social media for free. It's not free because these things are taking your greatest asset, which is your time and your mind share, okay? So anything that you're spending time on, anything that you're putting thought into and resource into isn't technically quote unquote free. But with organic traffic, the greatest benefit is that it means the content that you develop today is going to drive traffic tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and hopefully even several years from now if you do it right. So that's why it's absolutely worth the investment because you will not see necessarily that level of a return on your investment from paid traffic, from paid media, unless you have a solid conversion funnel and a strategy with plan and tactics of how you're converting that traffic that's going to then turn into organic traffic and traffic that's going to continue to come back for more and more. Because most of the time, the traffic that comes to your website, the people that come to your website, they're just visitors, they're tourists, they're people checking things out. And it's up to you to make sure that you're doing something to move that human being closer to your brand, to inspire them, to connect with you, to educate them so they want to get to know you better, so they maybe want to work with you or hire you. So today, when we talk about conversion funnels, we're talking about the very top of the conversion funnel. The starting point is how do we get people to even know that your website exists? How do we get your blog to show up on the front page of Google? And it used to be back in the day that there were many SEO companies out there that would sell you all kinds of things for lots of money and you could pay them to give you backlinks and that type of thing. I never got into that. I have always been a believer in organic growth and relationships and truly building your business from the ground up and not looking for the fast overnight social media, you know, SEO type of tricks that are going to get you there because they simply don't last. Now, is there a balance between SEO true science tactics to to optimize your on-site pages, to make sure you're getting some solid backlinks. Absolutely, yes. But as you know, if you followed Google at all, you know Google is always shaking things up. So you are never going to figure out exactly how Google's algorithm is working. The best thing that you can do is make sure that you are focused on your audience, that you are focused on providing good content, and that you are focused on creating that traffic that is coming to your site organically, okay? And that's what we are going to talk 
talk about today. Now, when we teach courses on this and workshops on this, these can span, you know, a whole day to multiple days. We could talk about these strategies and tactics. You know, we could have a couple week program, but I am going to put it into a nutshell for you today with 10 strategies and tips. And I know that if you do these things, they will absolutely help you. And I'll tell you, on our sites, I get close to 75% plus of organic traffic. And I have had months where my my own blog traffic at pammarketingnut.com is up to, you know, like 78% organic traffic when we're really rocking. I have never had to pay for media even on my own personal blog. And does that blog provide value for our business? Absolutely. It's one of the highest converting uh, sites that we have for our agency, which is the marketing nuts, as well as my speaking career and a ton of other things and media platforms that we are building. So when you do these things right, you can absolutely bring traffic to your site and then you can convert them. Okay. But that's a whole other conversation and other podcasts where we talk about that. And like I said, I will make sure to put those on the resource pages at socialzoomfactor.com slash 158. But tip number one to increase your organic traffic traffic is to make sure that you know what you have. You need to know what's working, what's not working. So go check out your Google Analytics. I hope to goodness that you have had Google Analytics installed. If you have had your blog around for even a short time, I pray that you have had some type of web traffic monitoring software installed and that you are tracking that. If you do, go in and look at your data. You need to know where is your current traffic coming from? How much of that is coming from organic? How much of that is coming from the social networks? You know, what percentage are you currently getting from Facebook, from Twitter, from LinkedIn, from Instagram, from uh, Google, whatever, wherever you're spending time today, look and see, is has those efforts been paying off? What are your current traffic sources and how does that compare to what you want your traffic sources to be? If you have been investing heavily in Facebook, but you are not getting much traffic from Facebook, you really need to look at that Facebook strategy and you're going to need to look at that conversion funnel to make sure your efforts there are achieving an ROI. Look at what pages people are spending time on. What are the pages pages that they are staying on the longest? What are the pages that they are going and looking at other pages? What are your highest landing pages? What are the pages that people are bouncing out of the fastest? Meaning they come to your site and they go right away, okay? Because not all traffic is good traffic. If you are getting some organic traffic and it is the wrong keywords and they are bouncing out of your site in 10 seconds, that could actually be hurting your ranking with Google or whatever site it is is, search engine it is, more than you are helping it. I encourage you to check out episode 106, where I talk in detail about 10 Google Analytics metrics that you need to be looking at. But you need to know what's working, what is not working. Tip number two, and I encourage you to check out episode 117, make sure that your site is mobile responsive, okay? It matters. And recently, Google had an announcement where they they told us loud and clear, your uh, search ranking is going to go down. And this includes for organic traffic, 100%. 
if your site is not mobile friendly, okay? So you can check out episode 117. I have a ton of resources. I instruct you on how to make sure that your site is being seen the right way by Google. You can do a quick test to see whether Google sees your site as mobile friendly or not. And you need to be designing for mobile from the start. You cannot just slap on you know, a quick Band-Aid and expect to fix your broken website, your broken blog you may need to go back to the drawing board and and fix some things, okay? Because the mobile user is live and kicking, my friends. People have a mobile device within arm's reach, 90% of people, 100% of the time, okay? And I have talked about this a lot on recent podcasts. I encourage you to check this out. I talk a ton about user experience and how to design user experiences that keep your audience coming back for more. You cannot look at it as a second thought. Tip number three is to simply have a plan. If you have been creating content to date and you are one of those people that you whip up this bowl of content spaghetti and you are just throwing it at the wall, hoping that it sticks, you need to throw out the spaghetti and the bowl and the spoon and every thing that goes with it. You need to get rid of it and you need to take that time to slow down, to speed up and you need to know your audience. You need to set goals. You need to set objectives. You need to get integrated. You need to know where you are going and why because continuing to just churn and create content and waste the greatest asset you have, which is your time and your brain power, you are better off slowing down to speed up. And I know it may be difficult for you if you are just starting in your online business or just starting to build a new business and you know you need to get brand awareness and you are thinking it's going to help you more if you just get your voice out there. But I'm telling you, you are likely hurting your brand more than you are helping it if you are not spending time on the right things. And you need to get integrated. You need to focus on integrated marketing and know your audience, know where they are spending time, know what they're talking about, know what they need from you, know how they are engaging, how they are reacting to your competition. You need to know what's happening so you can build an integrated strategy and plan and content that is going to deliver value to them. Tip number four is to tap into the power of social media. And this is where you can really turn up the turbo, my friends. So not only for traffic to grow community and meet new friends and nurture relationships, but you can leverage the power of social media to optimize your conversion funnel, to learn more about your audience, to increase brand awareness, and to most importantly, increase sales. So if you are listening to this and you have not thought about how you are going to integrate social media into your business and your marketing strategies, you need to likely get somebody to help you if you do not know where to start. Our agency, the marketing nuts with the Z.com, would love to help you. But if it's not us, get somebody to help you figure out how you can truly integrate social media. And so Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, so these sites can start to become organic traffic generators for you without a whole lot of effort. And yes, you're going to have to invest time. Yes, you're going to have to invest effort. However, if you do it the right way, you can truly build an integrated platform 
that works when you are not working. And I've done a podcast on that exact topic that I'll make sure that I link to. But make sure that you take the time to create things like your content calendar. And if you don't know where to start with this, go download our calendar template. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar or simply text the word calendar to 33444 and you can get that calendar right on your mobile device. Because the only way you're going to be able to throw out that bowl of content spaghetti is if you have a plan for how you're going to put that next recipe together. What does that calendar look like? How are you going to deliver more than social content spaghetti? Okay, we need to rise above the spaghetti, my friends. All right, tip number five is to jump on the hot news. So don't be afraid when there is a big new announcement that comes out from something in your industry. So if there's a new uh, government regulation or if you're in the healthcare industry and there's a HIPAA regulation that comes out or you're in politics and something's happening big in politics, if you're in tech and there's a big technology announcement, something in wireless or Wi-Fi or cloud, something that's big, you need to be the first one to talk about it. Okay. And this is true even with social media. And I work in the marketing and digital marketing space, obviously. And we have some blog posts that have been organic traffic drivers for us for five years. And some of those came from me being the first or second person to write a blog post when there is a new topic that comes out. Now, did it require a couple times on those days when there was a big announcement from Facebook, for example, that I set aside some time on my calendar that day that wasn't planned to put a blog post together for it? Absolutely. Okay, so you need to be able to have a business that's a little bit agile. You need to have somebody that can write about some of these new things that come out. And to be honest, I wish that I had more time to do this because this has been an area that has been very successful for us when new features are launching from these networks because there's something about being, you know, in that first group of people that's writing about it that it gets indexed quicker, it seems, through Google. And I don't have any scientific evidence to back this up, but I can tell you that I've seen it happen over and over again with our own content as well as many of our clients' content. So give that a shot. And, you know, if you have a content team, it becomes really easy. When you have a content team and a content strategy, if you have people that are working on these things for you, it gets easy. And that's why it's a lot easier for us to do this even for some of our clients because we have dedicated resources that are generating content for them. We have content strategies and that type of thing. But if you are a solopreneur or you're even in a corporate organization and resources are tight, I know I was there in corporate for 15 years and resources were tight. It's tough to be agile. So make sure you pick and choose the right things and know some of the features or the industry news that's going to be big, the industry news that's really relevant to your audience and then write about it, okay? Because I'm not a believer in writing about every single feature or news that may come out from your industry. And, and there are some blogs that if they're a news site, I think that's fine. But then you'll see second and third tier bloggers that try to write about all these new features and try to be that top news source. However, they're kind of doing it a day late and a dollar short, right? They're doing it like a few days later or a week later and it gets old. Not everybody you know, in the, in your industry that has a blog needs to write about every single feature unless it's really relevant to your audience. So that's why I say, if you're going to jump on hot news, 
be one of the first people to do it. You're going to get the greatest benefit if you do that. Now, we still have five more tips for you to increase organic traffic, but we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because you know they are what keeps this podcast a rockin'. So please take a listen and I'll be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom. Or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnuts.com with a Z.com. I'm back. Okay, tip number six to increase organic traffic is to find the gaps that exist in your niche or in your industry and fill it, okay? So what you wanna do is figure out what are the content holes that are not being cared for? What are the needs that your industry has that nobody is fulfilling. And I guarantee you the chances are really high that there has got to be some, no matter what industry you are in and no matter what type of client we're working with, whether they're B2B tech, whether they're B2C, consumer-braced franchise organizations, solopreneurs and insurance, financial, wherever they are globally, we always find holes. And there may be loads of bloggers out there and news sources and content providers, but you know what? There are always gaps. Why? Because we are creatures of habit. We are creatures of laziness. Humans want to write content that's easy to write. We want to write content that inspires ourselves. And oftentimes, some of the greatest needs in an industry for content is the content that nobody wants to write, right? It's the content that you actually have to do a little bit of research or you need to get opinionated or you know you need to really integrate some different sources to make it relevant and believable that type of thing so finding those gaps can be uh, a little e- either really easy 
to find, but then sometimes you'll find they're hard to fill. So you may have gaps that are easy to, you, you say that is a blaring gap. I know that there is a gap for that content, but man, I'm going to have to do some work to fill it. So that's why you need to have a strategy and a plan. You need to make sure that you know why are you doing what you're doing? What are your goals? What are your objectives? So that you can help balance where you're going to spend time and where you're not going to spend time when you're creating that content. And you always want to want to be thinking, how can you offer unique and relevant content that is most contextual and helpful as it can possibly be to your audience. You have got to know your audience and do some research on top keywords in your niche. All right. Do some research, go to some of the Google AdWords tools that exist and know what keywords people in your industry, people in your area are looking for. And there are a ton of tools available to do that. Just do some searches on Google and I'm sure you'll be able to find some. Tip number seven is to not follow the herd. So do not follow the advice from every other person in your industry and what they're telling you to do, particularly, you know, top bloggers and scientists, social scientists. Make sure you know your own audience. And I always say how important it is to know your audience. I cannot stress it enough. And we have a worksheet that you can download. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. You can also text the word audience to 33444 and you will get the worksheet delivered to you that way as well. But it is a worksheet that will help you prioritize your audience. Know who your audience is, know what objectives they have, know how you are going to help solve those objectives. When you know your audience, then you know whether to believe the recommendations that you here. You know whether you should be following the herd or whether you should be creating your own path. And I'll give you an example. When we first started our business, there were some quote unquote social scientists out there that would say things like never post a blog post on a Friday night or a Saturday morning. It's going to be a complete waste of time because nobody's reading content. Well, let me tell you, my audience is some of our most viral posts have been posted on a Saturday morning that went live at 8 a.m. Why did I go against what where the herd was going? Because I knew my audience. My audience is business owners. It is business leaders. It is executives in larger organizations. You know, everything from a director up to a C-level uh, executive and their brain turns on when it hits Friday night. I worked in that world for 15 years. So I'm a little lucky because I live that world. I know what my audience is thinking. And so when it hits Friday night, that's when the ideas are going for them. Saturday morning, they're thinking, how am I going to fix my website? How am I going to fix my branding? How am I going to do, you know, ABC? So I deliver them those solutions. I know what they want to read Monday morning versus Friday. Okay, I know how to write content each day of the week that, that is in the mood that they are in, that is either easy to digest or it's deeper, okay? So know your audience and don't just follow the herd. Post when your audience is reading. Post when they want to listen. Post when you know they are going to want to consume what you have to offer them and solve their problems. This right here, my friends, tip number seven in not following the herd can absolutely separate you from the herd almost overnight if you get in the head of your audience. Tip number eight is to publish evergreen content. And this is content that is going to have a very, very long digital shelf life. 
life. And I have done some podcasts on this talking about how to leverage what you have, how to make content last a long time. Now, part of this, it's both art and science. Okay. So you need to have some science with some of this content. So you need to know what are the keywords? What are things, what things are people searching for? So for me, like this uh, podcast I'm doing, which will also be a blog post, is evergreen content, okay? No matter what happens with Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, you are always going to need to drive organic traffic to your blog. So this blog post, this podcast, I believe will have a very long shelf life because I know my audience needs to do that now, six months from now, two years, and likely five years from now, okay? I've done some posts on branding, on content, on Facebook, you know, that has a long shelf life, but Facebook someday may go away. But for the past five or six years, some of those really solid Facebook posts that I've written have had a very long shelf life too. But evergreen content, I think the best way for me to put evergreen content in a nutshell for you is it needs to solve a problem. It needs to solve a need. It needs to help your customer be better at what they do. So if you can think about the core things that continuously keep your customer up at night, that likely falls into an evergreen content bucket. And me, I love content buckets. So I love putting things in buckets. So if you're thinking about evergreen content, get yourself a whiteboard with a expo marker, okay, and start drawing buckets and put on those buckets, what are the problems your customers have? What are the things that keep them up at night? And then start writing down some ideas for how you can fill those buckets. Okay, what are some evergreen content buckets that will keep your blog a rockin'? And then that will help you populate the content calendar that we talked about earlier. Now, some other examples of evergreen content is also taking one piece of content and you can use that over multiple different types of content that's released and produce different mediums. I have shared some examples on past podcasts, how I have taken one keynote presentation, for example, for a keynote speech, and I have used that over years to create content. I did one back in 2012 with 34 social media truths in a nutshell. And almost every single one of those 34 social media truths has been a blog post, then later was a podcast. I have multiple, you know, Google Hangouts we've done on those topics. We did Twitter chats on those topics. So from one presentation that's also out on SlideShare, and last time I looked, it had over 750,000 views on SlideShare alone. Okay, that's evergreen content, my friends. So tip number nine is that less is truly more and quality over quantity always when you have a choice. Because I know if you've listened to this entire podcast, you're likely thinking, oh my gosh, what in the heck is she talking about? How am I going to produce all this content? I don't have time. I don't have budget. I don't have resources. I don't even have anybody that knows how to write a blog post, okay? Don't freak out on me. Calm down. We are not looking to develop that bowl of social content spaghetti that we're just going to start splattering everywhere. I'd rather you create two really good blog posts over the next two to three weeks than you create five just so you can say 
you're doing that or, you know, create one every day. These blogging challenges. I understand when people want to blog every single day so they can get some consistency and they can learn how to do it. However, it is not a requirement for you to do a blog post every day for you to grow organic traffic. It's about working smarter, not just harder. It's more important that you know your audience and that you can serve them the best content possible with higher value than what anybody else can serve them and is serving them. That is more important than you having 10 blog posts in the next month just so you can reach some quantity goal, all right? Tip number 10 is the shareability factor. And this is really important for organic reach. You need to make sure that your content is shareable and that people want to share it. And everything we've talked about so far in this podcast is going to help that content be more shareable. Focus on the content that your audience loves as well as what they will want to share. If they know that they can trust you, that they believe you, that your content is truthful, is authentic and that they are going to be building their reputation by sharing your content, that it's ethical, your chance of that content being shared is so much higher. And I talk a ton about this in detail. Go to episode 131 and I talk about how to make your content more shareable. And also episode 118, I interview Mark Schaefer, who is the author of The Content Code, and he talks about the shareability factor, which I think is so important. So please Take the time to slow down to speed up. There is no magic bullet to organic traffic. Organic traffic takes time. Think of it as an organic piece of fabric that is weaved together, okay? It is going to take you time to weave your digital fabric, to weave your integrated platform together that brings together content that inspires, that connects, that educates, that nurtures relationships. Those things are not going to happen overnight, So if you are looking for organic traffic versus a quick fix of an IV shot of paid media, if you are wanting to build a platform that is going to sustain your business over the short, the medium, and the long haul, then you need to implement some of these things we've talked about today. I have over 150, now 58 podcasts that are loaded with content to help you with every single one of these things. So I encourage you, check out all the resources we have, download our worksheets. I promise you they will bring you value and I wish you the greatest of success as you are doing this. Tune into our tweet chats on Tuesday nights on Twitter, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's called Get Real Chat. You can learn more there at getrealchat.com. But best of luck to you. That's a wrap. If you're ready to zoom your business and zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.